0: Your love never fails Oh, you say this day You say this day to the ages Your love never changes
1: There will be rain in the night But you are
0: coming in the morning And when the ocean fades i bound. Good I've ever bound. You make all things work together for my good. You make all things work together for my good. You make all things work I know You're stay, oh, You're safe to stay through the ages. Your love never changes. The pain in the night, the joy comes in the morning. And when the ocean breaks, I don't have to be afraid because I know that You love me. Your love never fails
1: Your love
0: never fails Your love never fails Lord, we worship you, God Your love never fails Sing with me You make all things You make all things work together
1: for my good. You
0: make all things work together for my good. Oh, You make, You make all things work together for my. want to meet, oh Jesus shine, Jesus shine through, All oh, the praises that we sing, sing it for you, the oh, you. For the For you, are the one we want to meet, Are the one we want to Ice cream
2: if you have the freedom to sing in the Spirit. He's worthy, people! He's worthy! He's worthy! We're going to continue to worship and allow the Spirit of God just to move, but we'll take a moment now, as we do on our Sunday morning, to ask you, if you would please, to be seated in God's presence. And ushers, if you'd help me, we we pass out what we call prayer requests. It's not passe. I know many of you have been here many, many services on a Sunday morning. You say, oh, it's prayer requests again. Come on, prayer is the slender muscle that moves the hand of omnipotence. Prayer is the backbone of this ministry. We believe in prayer. If you go ahead and take one of these and fill it out, we'll have them typed up and they get emailed to our different prayer centers. We'll pray. We'll pray for your need over this next week. We've seen so many miracles. There is a breakout of miracles in our midst. There's so many that have been healed. So many that have been touched. Marriages that have been restored. People are getting encouraged and strengthened as we pray. The power of God, the Spirit of God, the same Spirit, listen to me, the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is available for you and me. He's not weak. He's not anemic. He's not afar off. He's not like the deist. The deist would say that God made creation and wound it up like a clock and just put it off and just watched it run that's not the God of the Bible the God of the Bible, the God of Scripture is intimately involved in the affairs of men and all who call upon His name He loves you, He's crazy about you, He died on a cross and rose again from the grave so that you can have forgiveness of sin so that you can have a passport to boldly come before His throne right now in worship You know, some of you have a heavenly passport, but you don't use it. We can boldly come before Him because our sins are forgiven, because of the blood of Jesus, if you've repented. The kingdom of God is not a geographical place. You enter into God's kingdom by making the king, the king of your heart, your life. He's here by His Spirit. Take. pain. He wants to help you. He wants to heal you. There's hope! Religion will beat you about the head and shoulders and get you to obey. But it's the love of God that constrains us. When you fall in love with Jesus, you'll be tripping over yourself to pray. You just can hardly wait to get into His presence, to get into His Word and walk with Him and talk with Him even as in the cool of the day. So take a moment. Prayer requests are not passe. They're important. We're seeing God move in the lives of people. Come on as we continue just to worship God. permitting. We're going to pray for all of these prayer requests, but if you're here, perhaps you're online under the sound of my voice. Even now you're here in the congregation and you need a healing. You need God to heal you. You need a miracle maybe. Perhaps you just want to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And I don't mean to make that just just the Holy Ghost. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. If you've not been filled with the Holy Spirit, God wants to fill you. It's a promise for you and your children and all we we'll call on the name of the Lord. So you can be filled today if you've never been filled with the Holy Ghost and God wants to touch you. Maybe you've been filled, but you've, you've leaked. Come on, you just don't see one filling in, the, in Acts. You see repeated fillings. If you need a touch from God, you need a healing, you need miracle, step out from where you are. Come all the way up to the stairs. Just make a line across the front. Reverend Haggerty, you'd help me. Barry Haggerty, would you help me, please? Pastor Karen, would you come? Oh, Lord, release your healing. Come on, let's continue to worship now. Come on, come on, if you needed a miracle, you'd really be praying and singing. I want you to worship God with all your heart. Come on, team. You are holy. You are holy.
3: Jesus, you are good. Heavenly Father, you are a good Heavenly Father and you long to give good gifts to your children. So, Lord, we're coming before your presence this morning and we're asking. Lord, we're asking that you meet the need that only you can meet. Lord, we're going to serve you. We're going to love you. We're going to worship you. We're going to give our lives for you. But, Lord, we need you to do what we can't do. Lord, we need you to step into our lives. And bring miracles, Lord God. And these prayer requests that your people have filled out this morning, Lord, we just bring them before you. Knowing that we can trust you, Lord God. You are a good God. If you've done it in the past, you'll do it today. Right. And you'll do it forever. Because that's how much you love us. Hallelujah. So Lord God, we thank you right now. We praise you right now for all the blessings you're going to pour out. Jesus. For all the answers to prayers you're going to bring. Lord God, this is nothing but an opportunity for you to show yourself large among your people. So we say thank you, Lord. Hallelujah.
2: Hallelujah. You need to hear that because it just has God all over it. Your problem, man's extremity, is God's opportunity to show off and show how great he is. Your problem is God's opportunity to show his love to you and all who know you. That means our nation has a great opportunity. Let's pray for our country. Pastor Karen, would you come? Come on, let's pray for the United States of America. we got primaries on Tuesday. Amen? Come on, let's let's pray.
4: Let's pray and lift up our country, lift up our troops. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you for this great country, God. And Lord, we thank you that it's been founded on your principles. And Lord, we're asking even as these primaries come up, Lord, that you would cause your people to vote. Cause your people to vote. Cause your people to vote, Lord, that you would put your men and your women in the positions that you delight them to be in, oh God. Lord, we're asking, God, that you would send a revival, God, upon our nation, Lord. Lord, it just looks hopeless sometimes, but God, you're the one that brings down one man and woman and rises, raises up another. Lord, we just thank you for our president and yes, our first Lord. lady. Lord, we bless prayer. them today, God. We pray here for protection and your safety around them, God, and we pray for your wisdom, your wisdom, Lord, Lord, that you would surround them with people who love you, God. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we're asking that you would just cause a revival in our country. Lord, people's hearts would turn back to you. Lord, there would be a standard of right and wrong, not a a shade of gray, not gray everywhere. Lord, we're asking, God, that you would touch our troops overseas, that you would hide them under the shadow of your wing, that you would touch them and encourage them. Lord, in Jesus'
2: mighty name, we thank You. Hallelujah. One more thing. We pray for the nations of the earth. We pray, God, for every tribe and every tongue. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem today. We ask God that You would cover Your people Israel, that they would come to Yeshua. We pray, O God, for revival in Israel and Jerusalem. Lord, we pray, God, for the tension between them and Iran and all that's happening there. God, put Your hand upon that region. Oh, God, missionaries. God, thank You for allowing us to live at the greatest time in history. Thank You for allowing us to live in the very days that the prophets of old saw afar off. People, these are the greatest days. In the history of mankind these are the greatest days to be alive you need to realize it. what a privilege we have power god's moving as never before why don't you give a shout and a clap offering for god and say amen amen praise the lord welcome to king's cathedral and chapels alaska we're so blessed that you're here this morning greet one another say hi to somebody make some new friends amen glad you're here Thank you, Jesus. you'd find yourselves a seat, and uh, if you don't have a bulletin, we'd be blessed to give you one, let you know all the different things that are happening here at KC Alaska. We're one church in many locations. We have three different extensions here in the great state of Alaska. We have a church, an extension in uh, Anchorage. Service starts at 2 p.m. We have a, a, uh, a service in Delta Junction also. In fact, we've got some of our folks from Delta Junction. Where are you all at? Wave us. Where are you at? Where are you at? All right, they're they're here somewhere. Put your hands together for our folks from Delta Junction. God bless you. Uh, If it's your first time worshiping with us at KC, we want to greet you in a way that gives you honor and bless you. Is anybody here for the first time? Would you slip your hand up? God bless you folks in the back. Anybody else over here? Yeah? God bless you. All right, we have a little card that's going to be handed to you just now, and uh, if you go ahead and fill that out and drop it in the offering bucket as it goes by this morning, we'll be sure to call you and thank you for coming. If you got any needs on there, you can write it on the back, your prayer request or something like that. We're very blessed that you're with us, and again, for all those that are online with us through Ustream, uh, through our webpage at kcalaska.com, greetings to you also. Let's put our hands together for these first-time visitors. Come on, give them a big, glove. bless you, on One, two, three. God, God bless you. A couple of announcements for you. Uh, morning prayer is going to change just a little bit. We'll try it for this week. It'll be Tuesday through Friday, and um, you can come and be a part of that. It's 5:30 in the morning to 6:30. It's corporate prayer right here in the sanctuary, and it's also live, so you could wake up and uh, and turn it on on your computer at home and agree with us in prayer as we pray. It's a tremendous time, we, so we'll be praying for prayer, the prayer requests that you just filled out. And uh, we'll be praying for our nation and for God's kingdom to come and for needs. It's a great time. hope that you could come and join us. Baptism Sunday. Everybody say, Baptism. Now, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand if you've been baptized, but let me say this. Jesus gave us a command to be baptized. And it's, it's, it's an ordinance of the church. It's called an ordinance of the church. If you've not followed the Lord and been obedient in baptism, but you've received Jesus. Look, baptism is an outward sign of, of what happened on the inside. Now, I have an outward sign of a vow and a commitment and a covenant that I'm in with God and my wife. It's called my wedding band. All right? Now, I could lose my wedding band. I still have my vows. I still have my covenant with God and my wife and together. Amen. But I wear a wedding band, and that's become a custom, and it's a custom that's been around for thousands of years. In Europe, they wear it on the right side. Here in in the Western world, we wear it on our left hand side, finger, ring finger. Getting baptized is like putting on the wedding band. Now, I want to tell you something, because some of you need to hear this. Baptism is a supernatural event that will change your life. Now, I'll just give you just a few testimonies. My mother smoked for many, many, many years. Smoke cigarettes. Well, you need to qualify these days. Anyway, she got saved and she, she had the hardest time quitting. I mean, she did all kinds of stuff to quit. She got baptized, got, came up out of the water with the Spirit of God all over her and never desired another cigarette again, totally liberated. I've known people that have been baptized in the Spirit and got the gifts of the Spirit the second they came up out of the water. I've, I've seen people healed. In other words, they went in to get baptized with some kind of organ problem or ailment, carpal tunnel, go under the water, come up, get healed. Now, Jesus can heal you whether you get baptized or not, but I'm, I'm making an emphasis because tonight's going to be a powerful time if you've not been baptized, go for it. Take the plunge. It's a command from God. Do it. We have a tank right over here, and uh, it's. A, I'll be doing the baptizing, but you need to sign up. Everybody say sign up. You need to sign up outside at the at the information desk right there, and there'll be a class here at 5.30. You want to bring a towel and a change of clothes. You want to come and bring something modest to wear. It's a Selah right there. Selah, you'll see in the Psalms, is where you think about that. Bring something modest, all right? You don't want to bring like a... Ladies, a white shirt, that kind of thing. Or you want to bring something modest. Okay? Amen? Amen? Amen. All right, good. Glad you guys aren't shocked too bad. We need to say that. It's important. Intergeneration. Brother Barry, would you stand up, please? And uh, your wife is working over at the hospital this morning. Would you come right here? And uh, where where are you? Zach and Mandy, would you come and stand right here? Let me tell you what's happening, folks. We have taken a... uh, Well, we took sort of a a summer close in our youth group, although we didn't really call it closed. We didn't really have services that were ongoing. We needed to revamp some things. And uh, so we have revamped our youth group and are in the process of doing that. Um, Many of you know Barry and Jan Haggerty. He's been a pastor for many years uh, as a youth pastor, also a senior pastor uh, in the Assemblies of God. He's a great man of God. He's filled with wisdom. If you haven't met him yet, you need to meet him. He really, he's, he's, I'm just honored that he's here serving alongside and involved in the ministry. Praise God. Him and his wife are very anointed and, and they're, would the Haggerty family stand up? I know not everybody's here, but you guys stand up. These are his daughters and, and uh, three children that are upstairs also. So if you haven't met them, you need to meet them. They're, they're really tremendous. Now this is your son. Is that right? All right. let, Let me get a, let me get a microphone here. So, uh. Zach and Mandy have been youth pastors, and uh, they're called into the ministry. They're anointed. I'm enjoying his guitar. You guys enjoying the guitar and help? He's a worship leader, and uh, and so God God spoke to them to come and to be a part of our church just a few weeks ago. And uh, although I think I was hearing the Lord about two months ago, I called him. I said, "You need you need to come help us. Help your dad. Come on, help us out." Anyway, uh, God's got timings, and we believe we're right in the middle of His perfect timing. And uh, we want to pray over our new youth group that starts this Tuesday. All right? And I'm very excited about it, believing for great things to happen. You guys want to share anything at all? Yeah, go for it. You
5: know, we're just really looking forward to uh, having the opportunity to uh, get the youth group back uh, heading with momentum. You know school just started, and there's a lot, a lot of things happening, but uh, we, want to, we want to kick it off this Tuesday night upstairs uh, this particular Tuesday, we'll still be down here for worship, but as soon as worship's over, we'll head upstairs, and uh, Zach and Mandy are going to be handling a lot of the service uh, end of it. I'm the, the gray beard that's going to be uh, giving a little bit of uh, Kind of a father
2: and a mother in the thing. Yeah, yeah?
5: exactly. All right. uh, so Jan and I will be, uh, we'll be kind of in the background, but we'll be, we'll be involved. Uh, once a youth pastor, always a youth pastor, no matter what you do. And We've got lots of kids that have been in and out of our home. Uh, And and that type of thing. So we're really looking forward to it. And uh, what can I say as a dad? How could I not think what a privilege and honor to have my kids in ministry, uh, working right alongside, uh, seeing God
2: do great things. So, amen. Amen. And there's a leadership team. There's a leadership team that's going to help them. Uh, Bo's graduated from from Hope. Pardon me. Bo, you didn't graduate yet, did you? All right, that's good. Hope graduated. And is uh, over there at the college, and we're hoping to start a college ministry, and we just got big, big plans. Would you reach your hands towards them right now, and let's pray and ask God? To, I believe that we're going to have a great outpouring in our youth. Amen. Come on, Micah, come lay hands on them, Micah, thank you for your help with the youth over this last season. Let's pray. Reach your Reach your hands towards them, Father. We agree now and pray for a great wave of Your Spirit to come upon our youth, that there would be encouraged and strengthened. Lord, that they would be discipled, they would grow, and the things of God grow in holiness. And that You would raise up an army, an army, O God, to go before You and to do great exploits. Lord, cause it to be a time that is tremendously explosive, encouraging and strengthening, even to families and the church as a whole. We thank You that You're going to cause it to grow. Lord, breathe upon this team. Anoint them now, I pray. In the name of Jesus, amen. Put your hands together for that, won't you? Appreciate you. Uh, if you. If you have a desire to want to help with the youth ministry, then what you need to do is you just, uh, and we need help. Uh, I, if I was a parent and I had a youth, I've got children. But uh, soon I'll have youth. I've got a tween. It's not quite 13 yet. But we're training them. Anyway, I, I'd be involved. Be involved. In You've you got to be involved in your kid's life. Anyway, you just see Brother Barry right there, and he'll hook you up. We'll put you in the right direction. And, and uh, you said, well, I've never been in ministry. Good. Get involved. We'll help you. We'll train you. It'll be all right. It'll be super. Amen. Put your hands one more time together. <clears throat> Praise God. Uh, let me just give you a quick update. It's not on here, but we, are, uh, we have taken over the lease of 20 acres Uh, in Hatcher's Pass. There's about six different cabins on there. Where's uh, where's Trent and Amy? Trent, wait Amy, Amy, would you stand? Trent's at the sound booth. You all stand? All right. These guys are going to be helping us significantly with the youth too. Trent was also uh, a youth pastor back in Florida. Come on, God's given us people. I'm telling you something. It's awesome. So thankful. And uh, anyway, they moved up here because God told them to. They felt like they had a vision to be a part of a wilderness youth camp. And they sold their everything, packed up and moved up on faith, came to our church, have been faithful here for, oh, probably six months now. Is that right? About six months. And uh, they have moved out onto our property and they're helping to be caretake care out there. And, and uh, just a lot, of, a lot of great things happening. We're going to be doing our encounters out there and we'll use that for a youth facility also. And I believe that we're going to be making it a prayer mountain. How many of you know what that is? We've wanted to do a 24-hour prayer center, we just haven't been able to sort of figure it out. I think we'll be able to do it out there. How many of you many are you excited about that? Anybody excited about that? It's a little off the beaten trail, uh, but not too bad. It's only about 10 miles from here, just before Hatchers Pass, and um, we are thrilled. So if you'll continue to keep that in prayer, uh, we'll continue to move forward and see God just pour out His Spirit on that place. and Just very thankful. What else we got? You got a bulletin? What else we got going on? Good things. Mark Zweifel. How many of you know who that is? Okay, September 5th. So that's a couple of weeks out. But September 5th, Mark Zweifel, who flows in a great word of knowledge, prophetic gifting, he's going to be with us. He's he's a friend of mine. And uh, he is the Assembly of God District Youth Director. And so uh, he will be with us. Uh, he was a friend of mine before he became the Youth Director. And uh, he's still my friend. Amen. So. He'll be with us on September 5th all day at Sunday morning, Sunday night, as well as in Anchorage. So that'll be a a great, great time. Uh, Then I am heading off, if you'll keep us in prayer, I'm heading off to our conference in Maui about a week from now. I'll be here next Sunday, but I'll head off to our conference in Maui. And we have a handful of people that are going to that after I made the announcement of free housing and transportation. We had people get tickets and people are going so wonderful. If you've never been to Maui, been to the cathedral where we've been birthed from about 11 years ago is where we were birthed. If you've never been there, it's a really a life-changing experience to see all of our 62 different churches come together and worship. And we bring in some of the most powerful prophetic voices in, in, the, in the earth. And they, they prophesy over individuals and we have services that are just tremendous and and staff training and you're in fact Mandy you're going Mandy's going and Jan's going and I think a number of other people are going too and so we're looking forward to that and uh, if you want to find out how we got to be the way that we are you want to come to our real membership class and uh, if you have a desire to find out about the vision of our house and what we're going and our doctrine what we believe we are an assembly of God church and uh, adhere to the fundamental, the fundamental truths of the Assemblies of God, the doctrine of the Assemblies of God. We're a sovereign church. We're not a district church, meaning that we basically are a part of that cooperative fellowship, but they don't put pastors in our place. We, we sort of run the deal and are, uh, walk with them in unity. Amen. So uh, if you want to find out about that, what, when is the date? You all got a bulletin? September 17th. So it's a little far off. And uh, men's encounter upcoming children's ministry right now upstairs. Uh, Youth again starting on Tuesday at 7.30. You want to be here. It's pretty much the coolest place on earth. Amen. Praise God. All right. We're going to take some time to sow a seed. This is what we do as a a church family. So if you're visiting, uh, just enjoy the ride unless you want to be a part of it. This goes to the works here in Alaska. It's called the Daily Seed. What's it called? The Daily Seed. It originated. Uh, about 28 years ago, um, oh, maybe it's 30, not quite 30, 28 years ago, uh, when Dr. Morocco, our senior apostolic pastor, senior I call him our senior pastor, but I, I, I try to call him our apostolic leader in the extensions because if I call him a senior pastor, then I have people calling the church, asking for the senior pastor, and that's really me for the whole state of Alaska. And so anyway, it's a little confusing if you've not been a part of a church like this. At any rate, he started about 28 years ago because they took a leap of faith to buy a building that was impossible for them to buy. And had they not done that, had they not taken that leap of faith, we wouldn't even be here in Alaska. It was a complete stretch. We're stretching like that here in Alaska. Again, we've got a church in Delta. We're believing for a building in Anchorage. It's good to have uh, Gary Kutel and his wife here with us, and they're all frequently, in fact. Brother Gary is, has helped us with our start in Anchorage. He's always there shouting, singing. Hard. I, think, I think you've missed three services since we started. I'm counting. Three, three <laughs> services. Yeah. And has brought such an encouragement to me and my wife and has held up our hands. We just love and appreciate you so much. In fact, would you come and pray for our daily seat here in a moment? Uh, and he's helping us to, hopefully, we're going to find a building. He's, in, he, he's a Renaissance guy. How many of you know what a Renaissance man is? Can I brag on you? He leads worship. He pastored for 16 years. He's in real estate and business. And, you know, he's going to sit down now. <laughs> he's just such a blessing. He's a, he's a, he's a father. And he's uh, been such a source of encouragement to me. And I acknowledge you publicly before my church. Thank you. I mean, there's been times when, you know, Sunday can end up being a long day. You say, why do you do it? Because God really spoke to us, too. And, uh, you know, sometimes when you, when you show up and you have a service at 2 o'clock, what are you doing at 2? Many of you are napping or playing Xbox 360 or digesting your meal. And so, it, you know, really, so it can be, it can be a, a time where you really need to press through. And we've seen that happen in Anchorage, and we've established. We've got a good beachhead, if I can quote you. He said, Pastor Dan, you've got a good beachhead in Anchorage. So praise God. We need to believe for a building now. All right? We need our own building. Alright, if you want to give into the soil of King's Cathedral and Chapels here in Alaska in the Daily Seed, go ahead and lift your hand up. One of our ushers will come and help you with that. Amen. Praise the Lord. Come on, Brother Gary. You want to share anything? Share whatever you like. I mean, this guy, This is. if you haven't met him, you need to meet him. I can step off, he could preach and rip a hole in the place right now. Great man of God. Great woman of God. I was just, uh,
6: we're out here uh, at our homestead. We have homesteaded out in the valley since uh, 1959, so we've been out here a long time. We're spending the weekend out here, but uh, one of the highlights of uh, coming out to the valley is coming to the church here. Because the presence of the Lord is here, and even though we were a little bit late, uh, we could feel the presence of God just walking into the place. And uh, I have to say, because I've been in ministry for a long time, I was ordained in 1987. Wow. And um, it, it's not—it's not supposed to be rare to have the presence of God in His house, but I have to say that it is rare because people carry on services without inquiring and and really wanting to touch Jesus and allowing Him to touch them. And so, I—I'm uh, I'm really proud of this guy right here that you have as your pastor. He's doing a great work. And uh, his wife, Karen. And so, amen. Just glad to be a part of what God's doing here. Let's just uh, let's all stand up. Reach your hands out. Thank you, Lord. Go for it. Let's just pray. Thank you, Lord. Father, your word says that you multiply seed to the sower, bread to the eater. And so, Father, we're asking right today that you would multiply this offering and that you would raise up a standard against the enemy here in Alaska. Lord, that you'd pour out your spirit. Lord, that you would seek and save that which should be saved in the state of Alaska. Thank you, Lord, for multiplication. Thank you for the outpouring of your spirit. Thank you that you're Jehovah Jireh, and on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. And so, Lord, we're thanking you right today. Provide a building in Anchorage. Provide an extension wherever you want it to be, Lord. Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the gospel seed that that is like leaven that goes into the community oh. and causes righteousness. Oh, Lord. Lord, causes oh, your Lord. spirit to reign. Causes the government to be upon your shoulders. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Now multiply the gift and bless the giver today in Jesus', Jesus name. name. We all
2: said... Amen. Amen. Come on, let's come right up to this daily seed box right here.
0: Who's dancing? Who's singing? Who's living the life for them? We are. We are. We're shining the light of salvation. Who's running? Who's loving? Who's breaking the doors wide open? We are. We are. We're shining the light of salvation. All around the world you're here. Now's the time Bring the chains and hold them high Hold them high Oh, we were meant for such a time as this To make a difference in the world we live Now we live oh, who's dancing? Who's singing? Who's living the life for living? We are We are, we're shining the light of salvation. Who's running? Who's loving? Who's bringing the doors wide open? We are, we are, we're shining the light of salvation.
2: Amen. You may be seated. Woo! I think I want to sing that one again here. Can we sing that next? Okay. Or you got another one for us? All right, let's, let's do that again. We're going to receive our tithes. And uh, if you need an envelope for that, I'm not going to teach on it. We're going to get right into the Word here in a moment. I frequently do. I always say that. I always say, I'm not going to teach on it, and then I start talking about it. I probably should not say that anymore. All right, good. It's good to tithe, good to obey God. He'll bless you and prosper you for it. Amen. He throws open windows of heaven and pour out such a blessing. It's a, it's a, a covenant act. Well, let's talk about that for a second. When Noah came out of the ark, made an altar, a fragrant offering unto the Lord, and the Lord brought what in the sky? A rainbow. So God made a covenant or a deal with Noah and said, Never again, Will I flood the earth? He's going to come and set it on fire, but he's not going to flood it. Okay, so, never again will I flood the earth. And he put a rainbow in the sky as a sign. It's a covenant sign. Everybody say covenant sign. Okay, my wedding band is a covenant sign. Baptism is a covenant sign. Remember, outward sign of what happened on the inside between you and God. Correct? You following me? Okay, the Lord's Supper. Having communion is a covenant sign for the believer, the New Testament believer. The covenant sign for Abraham was circumcision. The covenant sign for Moses. Most people don't know this one, but all my Jewish friends do. This is Sabbath rest. So, the covenant sign, what we're doing right now, some of you don't understand this, what we're doing is we're returning the tithe to God. And when we do that, it's a covenant act. There's covenant acts, covenant privileges, and there's covenant signs. It's a covenant act saying, you know what, God, you're my source. I'm walking with you. I return this to you because you're the one that has given me life. You're the one that has given me strength. You're the one that's allowed me even to have a job to be able to bring money in or resources or or perhaps your farm and to bring in produce. And I return this to you as my, as, as my covenant act and God does a covenant sign. You know what it is? He throws open the windows of heaven. Pours out a blessing. Malachi chapter 3. Do you not have room enough to receive it? That's pretty good teaching for not wanting to teach. Come on, somebody say amen. All right, if you need an envelope, go ahead and slip your hand up. They'll bring that to you. If you're visiting this church and we're not your home church, you don't want to tithe here. You want to tithe back home at your home church. If you don't have a home church, get one because you need one. All right, let's pray. According to Deuteronomy 28, as well as Malachi chapter 3, and a couple other scriptures that I'll reference. God, thank you so much for the, your economics. The economy of our nation and the economy of the world not doing so well, but Lord, you're not nervous and you're not scared. And we've never seen the righteous forsaken or begging bread. And Lord we stand as your people, the flock in your care we return the tithe the 10% unto you and Lord you said to test you to prove you now in this, and Malachi you said it, that you'd throw open windows of heaven and pour out such a blessing not have room enough for it that you would rebuke the devourer in Deuteronomy 28 you said that we're to be the head and not the tail, the lender not the borrower We're to be be blessed in the city, blessed in the field, that we'd have houses that we didn't build and vineyards that we didn't plant. God, we stand in agreement with all of those things. And I pray now, release all of those things to your people. Prosper them, even as their soul prospers. New contracts, witty inventions and ideas, the prosperity of heaven. Not so that we can become fat and sassy but so that we can be blessed, that we might be a blessing for the sake of Your kingdom. I bind greed now, selfishness, and pray that You would release us to be generous, even on all occasions, as Your Scripture says. Bless Your people now as they obey Your Word. In the name of Jesus, amen. Ushers, would you go right ahead? Who's dancing? Come on. Who's singing?
0: Who's living the life we're living? We are. We are. We're shine the light. Of Come salvation. on, stand up with us. Who's running? Who's loving? Who's breaking the doors wide open? We are. We are. We're shining the light. Of salvation. Come on. Come on, put Keep them on, on like this. All around. All around the world, you're here. Now's the time. Break the chains and hold them high. Hold them higher. We were made for such a time as this to make a difference in the world we live. Now we live. Oh, who's dancing? Who's singing? Who's living the life world live? We are. We are. We're shining the light, of salvation. Who's running? Who's loving? And the doors wide open, we are, we are, we the light of salvation. Come on, somebody say, "Woo!" of salvation.
2: Put your hands together for God. Hallelujah, Lord, we bless you. Remain standing, please. Take your Bibles and turn to the Book of Luke, chapter five. How many of you know what this is? It's a blue book. Edna, can I pick on you? Would you come here and tell us about, as they're turning to Luke chapter 5 quickly, would you, would you tell us about the importance of this Tuesday and, uh, and your responsibilities as a Christian voter? Come on, you need to hear this.
1: Well, I believe that your vote is a seed that you plant. And you plan it for righteousness. That's good. By listening to the Lord and voting for whoever he tells you to vote for. And if you don't vote and you don't seek him and you vote, then you can plant a seed of unrighteousness. Oh, my. Or and or if you just decide not to vote, then you are responsible for not following what God has instructed you to do and the privileges He has given you for you to be born in the United States, in the state of Alaska, in this place. Great. And so at some time, you will answer for that one way or the Before other. Before the throne of God. And well, that I, was I'll pretty that. strong. Yeah, I was going to say, that's pretty heavy, Lord. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's absolutely true. Now, this
2: Tuesday are the primaries, correct?
1: Right. All right. Yes. Yep. This Tuesday will be the primaries. You will vote on the governor, lieutenant governor, U.S. senator, U.S. congressman, and uh, in all of the valley, you will vote for um, some areas. So the Big Lake area will vote for a state senator, and the rest of the valley, you will vote for a state house member. And um, so, read, pray, and educate
2: act. yourself. All right. Amen. You have a responsibility before God to do it, so I'm just encouraging you this morning. Luke chapter 5, if you're all there, say amen. Matthew, Mark. I am your Father. Luke, okay. Luke 5, verse 15. Yet news about him spread all the more so the crowds of people came for him and he he and to be healed of their sicknesses but Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed one day when he was teaching Pharisees and teachers of the law who had come from every village in Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem were sitting there and the power, I want you to read this, whatever version you have. And the power of the Lord was present to heal the sick. My, my, my. Some men came carrying a paralytic on a mat, tried to take him into the house, lay him before Jesus. But when they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up onto the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd right in front of Jesus when Jesus saw their faith, He said, "'Friend, your sins are forgiven.' The Pharisees and the teachers of the law began thinking to themselves, "'Who is this fellow who speaks blasphemy? "'Who can forgive sins but God alone?' Jesus knew what they were thinking and asked, "'Why are you thinking these things in your hearts?' "'Which is easier to say your sins are forgiven or to say get up and walk?' "'But yet you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins.' He said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take up your mat, and go home. And immediately he stood up in front of them, took what he had been lying on, went home praising God. And everyone was amazed and gave praise to God. And they were filled with awe and said, we have seen remarkable things today. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your presence. We don't take you for granted. Thank You for touching, healing people. Thank You for the exuberant worship and all that You've done. Now in the moments of remaining in this service, I pray, come. changes, us. Move in power. If you have the freedom to pray in the Spirit right now, won't you just lift your voice? <laughs> we give you praise and glory for what you're going to do in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. We're in the midst of a series on revival. We have done two messages uh, in the series thus far. The first message was about having a divine encounter. The text that we took came from the book of Acts. And Paul as he was on the way to persecute Christians on the road to Damascus, suddenly had a visitation from Jesus. A light shone around him. He fell to the ground and he heard a voice and said, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Saul, Saul. His name wasn't Paul yet. He got hit so hard by God he had a name change, knocked the S off, put a P on, and his name became Paul. Kind of a joke. Literally, his name changed shortly thereafter to Paul, who wrote three quarters of the New Testament. He was radically touched by God. The first message in the series is, you have to experience God. You have to have an encounter with Him. It's not enough just to be a Sunday morning Christian. It's not not enough, not, not in this day, not in this hour. You have to experience God in a way that changes you forever. The world has had enough religion. I have. And you really can't tell somebody about the great brick oven pizza on the far side of town if you've never had a slice. But once you've tasted and seen that he's good, like the pizza, he's better than pizza. Once you've tasted and seen that he's good you, you can't it changes you. Religion and tradition will always leave you flat. We'll always leave you hungry for more. We'll always leave you dried up with no power. So we talked about the first message, A Divine Encounter. The second message in the series was last week, a bit of a friar, called Dethroning Self. Self has got to be dealt with. Self-preservation. You come to Jesus, you've got to pick up your cross and follow Him. If we're going to have revival... We have to be quit staring at our own need and our own lack and begin to lift our eyes to the hills where our help comes from God. Begin to call on Him and quit being such babies. Really the biggest problem that, that America has is that uh, it you know, what's the, the besetting sin? What's the big idol in America? It's self. Really, I mean it's mammon too, and a lot of and lust and a lot of things like that. But people just worship themselves, talked about suicide how suicide is the most selfish act that could ever be, ever happen. Because somebody gets, somebody gets so consumed with their own pain that they don't care about the person who finds them afterwards. They don't care about, about who they left behind the kids. It's just all about them. And I understand that that is a, a demon, and you need to understand, that it's a demon spirit that begins to operate, to come to kill, steal, and destroy. But today, I want to talk about the presence of God. I want to preach to you a message in the series of revival, entitled, Your Presence Makes Me Whole. Your Presence Makes Me Whole. In Deuteronomy 29, verse 5, during the 40 years it says, that I led you through the desert, your clothes did not wear out, nor the sandals on your feet. It's a fascinating fact that when you study Scripture and you find wherever God was, His presence and His power, that there's healing, that there's rejuvenation, that there's strength, that even their clothes didn't wear out. Do you remember the rod of Aaron? Remember it budded? It wasn't connected to the tree anymore. It budded. Omens, Very significant. Caleb and Joshua. 80 years old in Joshua 14 verse 11 Caleb says this I'm still as strong as the day when Moses sent me out I'm just as vigorous to go out to battle now than I was then how's that I believe it's a it's I believe it's a it's a picture of what the presence of God will do for you the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night they were in God's presence but not to the degree that we could be David in 2nd Samuel 6 and you should probably turn there. 2nd Samuel 6 David brought together out of Israel chosen men 30,000 verse 1 this is verse 2 now he and all his men set out To bring up the ark of God, which is called by the name. The name of the Lord Almighty, who is enthroned between the cherubim that are on the ark. He's enthroned between the cherubim that are on the ark. They set the ark of God on a new cart. And brought it from the house of Abinadab, which is on the hill. Uzzah and Ohel, the sons of Abinadab, were guiding the new cart With the ark of God on it. Heel was walking in front of it. David and the whole house of Israel were celebrating with all their might. Did you worship the Lord with all your might this morning? Just a question. You did? Good. So you should have sweated then, at least a little bit. All right. Just check it. You say, Well, I don't sweat. Well, good. That's good. Celebrating with all their might. Before the Lord with songs, with harps, with lyres. That's not the lyres go to hell. But this is a different lyre. This is a this is a, like a harp, stringed instrument. Tambourines, cymbals. When they came to the threshing floor of Nacon, Uzzah reached out to his hand to take hold of the ark because the oxen stumbled, and the Lord's anger burned against Uzzah because of his irreverent act. Therefore, God struck him down and he died beside the Ark of God. The Ark was taken captive by the Philistines. This is prior to this. It was taken captive by the Philistines because Israel, Eli being the high priest, his two sons who he didn't train and was judged for it, and so shall you and I be in the way that we raise our children. We'll take another Selah right there. <clears throat> they brought the Ark of God out into battle like like a like a rabbit's foot. How many of you know what a rabbit's foot is? Okay. Like a talisman, like a lucky charm. They were facing a, a, a battle that they really needed God's help in, but they... They took the the ark out to battle like a lucky charm. We have the ark, and so we should win. However, God will not be manipulated. And they weren't right with God. There was sin. And so God doesn't bless, as one of our sisters in Kauai used to say, God don't bless no mess. They had a mess. And God wasn't going to show up and help them out unless they repented. It brought the ark into battle. And the Philistines took it. They caught the ark. They captured the ark. The God box. What do you do when you catch God? I mean, they had to be pretty excited. We got God! Can you imagine? We got God! They got the box. They're not quite sure what to do with the box that had God. So they went and they put it in the, the temple of Dagon. And uh, they all went home for the night. When they came back, Dagon had fallen prostrate before the Lord. Their God had bowed down to the ark, the God box. I'm so glad I didn't give you notes this morning. I usually hand out notes, but I felt like I just needed to hold back. I'm glad I did, because I'm getting pushed in another direction right now. Dagon had fallen before the God box, and they said, wow, wow. So they propped their image of Dagon back up, which is what you always have to do with an idol. got to prop it up. So they propped it up and came back the next day. Dagon had fallen prostrate again, except this time his head was in a different place. And both his wrists were broken off. And I thought, I think we have, Houston, we have a problem. God began to deal with them. They caught God, but they didn't know what they caught. God began to deal with them. And He blessed them with a tremendous outbreak of hemorrhoids. Oh no, this is not my humor. This is right here. They all got hemorrhoids. And if that wasn't enough, I think they then got plagued with mice. And they thought, Get the box out of here. Get rid of the box. Some fool decided to look in it at one point in history and got smoked. The God box. So eventually they deliver it to this Obed, uh, pardon me, Abinadab where it stays for 20 years. Kind of amazing that under the leadership of Saul, he never wanted the presence of God in Jerusalem or in his kingdom. Never inquired, where's the the God box? Where's God? I'm going to tell you something. You try to live your life without God, without His presence, and it won't go well for you. It just won't. It's kind of amazing that really there's churches in America that the Holy Spirit could leave the earth and nobody would know. David becomes king and the first thing he does is like, give me the box. Get me the God box. So they go to get the box. They bring it on a cart, which was a nice idea, but it was a Philistine idea because that's not how the glory of God is supposed to be carried the, the, the oxen stumble and this guy Uzza reaches out, touches it, and gets struck. Split open. A breakout. Perez Uzza, a breakout happens. I mean, literally, it's the picture is that some kind of lightning or power came from the God box and split the dude all over the place. That's the picture. For his irreverent act. When I was... When I was a, a young man, I'm still a young man, but when I was younger, I'm not quite 50 yet. When I was a young man, I had the privilege of living in a home where they celebrated Shabbat. Every, fr- every Friday they celebrated Shabbat. They had candlesticks that they, they burned the candles with, and I'm, I'm sure they have a, a name for that. I've forgotten what they're called, but the, the Candle Six came from Russia 150 or 200 years prior to that. I mean, was a long, this, the family was, really loved God. And they were Jewish. So we celebrated Shabbat. I had the privilege of going to temple with them. And I, I, wasn't, a, I wasn't a Christian. I'd say I believed in God because I knew He rescued me many times by that time in my life. And I will never, ever forget. I will never forget them pulling the Torah out for the reading of the Torah. You'd think they picked God up. Well, God talks about His Word. But some of you just throw this thing around and put it on the back of your toilet. I'm trying to help you. I'm just saying that we've lost, many many times we have lost the reverence for what, what you hold in your hand. I mean, I've got more. I don't, I don't know how many copies of... I don't know how many Bibles I have. I Literally, I, I don't know. I mean, 20, 30? People died, laid their life down for this. And, and, uh, and, and, you know, some of you just let it kick around, rip out pages, no big deal. Now I'm not saying we're supposed to worship some book. You worship the author of the book. But this act of irreverence took place here in Scripture and the guy was breached. He got killed. And in verse 8, it says David was angry with the Lord's wrath. <laughs> I don't know about you, but listen, let me just tell you, it's not good to get angry at God. It's almost like I can imagine in that moment, David get angry and then think, oh, that's probably a bad idea. After seeing what lied before him. David was afraid of the Lord. Verse 9, that day. How can the Ark of the Lord come to me? I want you to say that. How can the Ark of the Lord come to me? How can the Ark of the Lord come to me? And the New Testament application is how can God's presence come into my home in a greater way than I've ever known before? That's the prayer. How can God's presence come and flood our, flood our church and flood our lives so much so that when we go to Walmart, when we go to Kmart, when we, when we go to Target, when we walk around that literally people begin to experience His presence because He's living on the inside of us? How can the Ark of God come? How can His presence come into my life like that? David looks at this man. His name is Obed-Eden. Oh, you can close your Bibles if you want and you can probably forget about taking notes. And if you can find Micah, would you come up on the piano, Micah? Micah, would you come? Zach, would you come? Uh, if we could, if you would please, on the drums. It's okay. Can you hear me back there on the drums through? When I'm preaching, can you hear? Okay, because I'm going to need you to. I'm going to mess with you all, all right? All right? We have a bass player? All right. Would you come, whoever's playing bass? Now, this is totally unrehearsed, and I'm way off my notes. Okay? So let me just talk to them for a second. I'll be right back. All right? I want you guys just try to try to try to flow with me a little bit, all right? And uh, it's almost going to be like um, playing worship for a movie, like a movie score that you've never seen. Okay, think about it that way. So try to follow me, try to flow, have some fun. Amen. I'm going to tell you a story behind the story. You can start playing. Nice and nice and easy. This guy, Obed-Edom. Can you, you've got to imagine this. Obed-Edom standing, standing there. Uzzah's dead. And he's everywhere. The God box is there. And the king, who he's looking at, is angry. And then he goes... Oh, I don't be angry at God. Nice and simple. He looks over at Obed-Edom. And can you imagine being Obed-Edom? Obed-Edom's house was very close. And Obed-Edom could almost imagine he's going to be asked. He knows something's coming. And he wants to say No. The king asks him, Obed, we want to take this box, the ark of God, to your house. He says yes before he can say no, but he's terrified. David points to a few Levites. They bring the... Can you imagine being those guys? Oh, God, forgive me. Oh, God, forgive me. Oh, God, forgive me. Right? They pick the God box up. and they bring it to Obed-Edom's house. And if you can imagine the the box coming into Obed-Edom's house, he's probably lived there, his family, for maybe a thousand years. You know, we move all the time. They didn't move all the time. They bring the box in. He calls the kids, all seven kids, Children, come! Come here! Come! Calls his wife. Gathers, has a family meeting. Anybody ever had a family meeting? Okay, he says to the kids, Look at me. Hey, I know you're not accustomed to obeying me, but if you touch this, you won't have to worry about obeying anymore. Because you're going to be dead. In fact, let's all take a walk. Walk out. And see, Uzzah, what remains of him. This is your uncle. He touched it. Do you understand? He says to his wife, Shaniqua, come here. I know how you like to clean. Don't touch the box. Stay away from the box. I don't know what her name was. I don't think it says in Scripture. Janet, don't touch the box. Everybody say, Janet, don't touch the box. You guys are doing good. So here they have this killer God box in the middle of their house that nobody can touch. And can you imagine like walking around it every day? Oh God, oh God, oh God. They don't know what to do with it. David goes and consults the the operating manual but it took him three months to figure it out so this God box imagine the God box comes in your house three months it's there now the first night look use your imagination this is not blasphemy okay I want you to use your godly imagination I'm speaking to talking about the presence of the Lord And I've taken just a few verses here. You can see it in your Bible, but I told you to close it. Just imagine. It doesn't say exactly what happened, but I've imagined it like this. Go to lie down with his wife, and he's sleeping that night, and he can't sleep because of the killer boxes in his house, and he wonders if they're all going to get struck. And then it happened. He felt it before. Uh, uh. He felt it before he saw it. He began to feel something. He had his eyes closed. When he opened his eyes, he began to see blue light coming from the front room. Shimmering. He, he felt the music before he heard the music, but then he began to hear sound. He got up, began to walk to the front room. And as he approached the front room, he saw and he heard. And it was a combination of seeing and hearing because the light, God is light. Because the the light and the music were like one. And it danced all over the room, all kinds of colors. Pink and yellows, colors of the rainbow. Emerald green, blue, chartreuse, taupe. Colors that cannot be described by any human being on the earth. He began to see this vast array of colors in this orchestra that began to happen. he was so terrified he didn't know what to do he, he knew he would shouldn't touch it but something was resonating on the inside of him he couldn't deny it and so he sat down and when he sat down he began to weep and he began to cry. when you come into the presence, you will weep and you will cry. Do you know why? Because that is where you came from. And some of you, when you first begin to experience His presence, maybe for the first time, you'll weep. You know why? Because that's where you came from before you were in your mother's womb. You were in heaven with God. You're an eternal being. God knew you before you were in your mother's womb. When you come into God's presence, you'll oftentimes weep and Obed Edom began to weep. Obed Eden began to cry. He began to remember some of the things that happened when he was a child, and he began to weep of all the hurts and the pains and the things that he had gone through and the memories and All of the things beginning to come like a flood as the light was dancing in the room and the sound that just seemed to resonate through him. He began to weep and cry and find himself getting healed. It was then that he noticed that the sun was rising. Have you ever been in a meeting where the presence of God is so strong, so thick, you lose track of what time the game is on? You lose track of how long you're having service because His power is there. And he say, "Is it? Has it really been that long?" This went on day after day, and before he knew what was happening, he had an instrument in his hand, and he began to sing and play along with the God box. He began to sing songs that had never been sung before. He began to play chords that he didn't even know. He he began to join in with God in worship as a presence of God. Consumed his life. His wife woke up one night to see this light show and to hear what was happening and came out and said, What are you doing? You told us not to go near it, not to touch it. And he said, Come here. She came and Come here. Come here, baby. She came and and they sat down together before the God box. He began to play. God began to play. Power of God, the presence of God began to envelop them, and then his wife began to weep and began to remember the things that happened when she was a small girl. She began to cry. You know why? Because she came into the presence of God, the very place that she came from before she came to this earth. She came into His presence. The next night, all the kids came, all seven. And they sat before the God box, weeping and crying. It wasn't long before his wife noticed that there was a bag by the front door and some of the stuff was packed in the house. And he said to his wife, as she asked about the bag and why stuff was packed, He said to his wife, he said, well, some of our neighbors, some of our our gossiping neighbors went down to Jerusalem and told David all the stuff that's happening. The chickens have laid ten times the amount of eggs than they have ever laid. Our crops, we harvested them, and there's a whole other set coming up, and we don't have anything to do with it. There's no weeds. Everything is supernaturally growing, and our And our our neighbors went and told David, and he's coming. I knew he'd come. He's coming for the box. And well, I just can't do without the presence. And she said, if you're going, I'm going. Do you have the presence of God like that? This is not some joke. This is not some thing where we just teach and hope that you get discipled enough so that you can live according to the rules of the book. The presence of God sets us apart from every other religion on the face of the earth. When He touches you like that, that is revival, people. People. When His power comes, there is nothing else. There's healing that flows. There's power that's released. And if you look at Obed-Edom, David comes. David comes in and says, "Well, Obed, I'm sorry, but I." He says, "No, I know, King David. I know." He says, I'm sorry, I have to take the, I have to take the box. I know. He says, but I, I have a favor to ask King David. Sure, what is it? I, I got to come. You're going to leave your home? Yeah, because my home is now in the presence. Will you leave your home of a thousand years? Yes. And, uh, and I want to bring my family. Well, sure. Okay, it's all 64 people we're all going to come no problem you come the you come you, you do a little word study on Obed-Edom the boy anytime anything had to do with the ark anytime there was any volunteer needed for anything about anything anywhere until he died you see his name Obed-Edom 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 Obed he tasted the pizza people he tasted. He tasted and he seen that the Lord is good. You know, Luke 5, all that Luke 5 is, so I can tie it back into the text that we read before I close, is the presence was there to heal. Oh, how I love the presence. You can have him in your home, you can have him in your heart. But he doesn't mix holy and profane. You've got to really want him. You've got to reverence him. You've got to desire him. And I will tell you that if you've never had an encounter like that of Obed Edom, you need one. And if you've settled for just some religion, and a couple teaching, couple verses of scripture that somebody can teach you line upon line. And I'm all for teaching. I'm all for learning the word and study to show yourself approved. I teach the word. We preach the word. Little bit of a different service this morning. If you don't like it, you have to talk to God about it. I'm just trying to, trying to obey. His presence is all I want. His presence is all you'll ever need. I mean, at, at, at Obed-Edom's house, just like at Goshen, I can imagine that it was constantly sunny at Oben, Obed's house. And yet his neighbors would be in rain. That's the way it was in Goshen. When it was darkness, everywhere there was light on Goshen. There's a place in God. There's a place where the power of God, the, the, the radiance of His glory, can rest upon your home. People might ask you about it, and you can just say, "Well, I got sunshine on a cloudy day. When it's cold outside, I got the month of May." Obviously, they didn't live in Alaska. Hallelujah.
0: Ah, <laughs> woo. I guess you said,
2: what can
0: make me
2: feel this way,
0: my God,
4: talking about my God, my God.
2: presence of God in your life it matters not what obstacle is before you no matter how big the enemy might be or how loud the lion roars he's toothless for those who abide in the shadow of the almighty David the psalmist said I will abide in the shadow of the almighty make the power of God the presence of God make him your shelter abide with him that's what it is to abide Now, if we all do that, teach other people to do it. You'll never do things that will pull you out of the presence. It will grieve you. I mean, it will feel like somebody kicked you in the stomach. That is the last thing you want to do. And God's gracious. That's like touching the God box. When you do the very thing you know you ought not to do to, to Him that does that, it's sin, says James. God can't have fellowship with sin. You'll never have his power in your life like that. If you're experiencing his presence even now, but your life is not right, it's an act of his grace. So that so that he would touch you in such a way that you would then say, Okay, I'm coming all the way in. I don't want to do that. I'm gonna live free. So in Luke five, the presence of the Lord was there to heal. He's here to heal right now. Stand up on your feet, all across this place.
0: I got sunshine.
2: That's Motown. On a cloudy day. Can we? I think we need to. I don't think you guys can follow with that one. It's hard. I know I couldn't. Let's sing it a cappella. How many of you know that song? Do you know it? All right, a cappella, a cappella. Are you ready? Didi, you help me. Would you help me, Didi? I know you can sing. Come on, help me out. How many of you appreciate Didi? You've got a, such a beautiful voice. Alright, hopefully we won't butcher this thing too bad. But we did. but it's not a performance anyway. How many of you know how many of you know the song? How many you know it? It's a Motown song. Do you know it, Dee Alright. <laughs> Alright, you ready? You ready?
4: On a cloudy day. Woo! Come on. When it's cold, cold outside, I got the month of May. Of
0: May. Well, I, I guess you say what can make me feel this, this way, my God. Talking about my God, when it's
2: cold outside, I've got the month Month of of May. May. Come on, one more time through. I guess you said, come
6: on church,
2: what can make
6: me feel, I guess, I guess.
0: I guess, I guess you say said what can make, make me feel I guess come, this on. come on. I guess.
2: he He will cause sun to shine upon you no matter what is happening in our nation and equip you with his presence so we can change our nation his presence is everything to me it's everything to me it's everything I'm finished I'm done for I'm, I'm head over heels I've found the place in God where the burden and the yoke falls away I've found a place in Him where there's liberty and freedom. I have fallen totally in love with God. And that's where we need to be and that's what will bring revival. Come on, lift your voice and worship Him, worship Him.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: We love your presence. presence. Miracles are happening right now. Come on, if you're sick, just place that hand on that
2: part of your body. Place, Place a hand where you need healing right now. In the name of Jesus. Migraine headaches go. Disease go. Cancer. In His presence there's healing. Neck problems.
4: Back problems. Emotional hurts and pains, broken heartedness, be healed. Oh, in your presence, in your presence, in your
0: presence, Lord. Heal your people. Heal your people. God's healing marriages right now. Jesus. Jesus.
2: Come on, service is almost over. Just press for a moment. I think you'll know this one. Come on, we'll just worship one more song together and we're going to close. I love your presence.
0: I love I love. I
4: love your
0: presence. Come on, sing. I love my love.
4: I love your presence
0: I love
2: If you're here, all across this place, those online, you're not right with God. If you were to die, God forbid today, do you know for sure whether you would go to heaven? Have you repented of your sin? Have you asked Jesus to come in to be your Lord, to be your Savior? You want to give your heart to Jesus, want to make a recommitment to Him perhaps? All across this place, every head bowed, every eye closed. You want to give your heart to the Lord for the first time or make a recommitment, slip your hand up right now. Where are you? Slip your hand up. God bless you. Thank you for your honesty. God bless you. Anybody else? I see that hand. God bless you. Thank you, ma'am. I see that hand. Thank you. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Come on, let's just pray this prayer and receive the Lord afresh. Everybody pray right out loud. Say, Dear Jesus, Thank You for dying in my place. Thank You for rising again from the grave. Come into my heart and be my Lord. Be my Savior. Wash me. Cleanse me. And make me new. Thank You for loving me. Thank You for hearing my prayer. Amen. Amen. We'll praise the Lord, everybody. Why don't you give God a hand clap today? Come on. Would you reach across and take someone by the hand? As we close this morning. God's glory wants to come on your home. In the kitchen. The glory of God, the presence of God wants to envelop you. Turn the TV off put the Harlequin romance novel down and call on Him and He will come. And it will be better than anything that's on TV. Better than any DVD or Blu-ray. It will be anything that they can serve up on. Better than any Xbox 360. Better than PlayStation 3. He's better than brick oven pizza. He's God. And He wants to come upon you. He longs to love you. Longs to wrap His arms around you and help you. And furthermore, listen. Every eye on me. Listen to me. The Lord spoke to me this morning and said if you'll teach my people how to come into my presence, I'll heal them five times faster than any counseling ever will. Now, I will tell you, the greatest counselor I've ever had has been the presence of God. He will come on you and heal you and pull out the heart of stone and heal you and set you on fire. It's His presence, people! It's about His presence! That's what a revival is about.
0: And people changing! Don't settle! Don't settle! Get hungry! Get hungry for God!
2: Get hungry for Him! God, I pray Your blessing! Upon Your people. Overwhelm them, God, with Your power and Your presence. Use us to reach, to bring people even back tonight. Cause there to be a spirit of multiplication because of what You do when Your presence is on a house like You were on Obed-Edom's house and Obed-Edom's place was blessed in all things. May it be like that here. May Your power and Your presence be upon us so that cancer
3: flees, disease go. People repent and they let go of their sin and they cleave to You. Bring revival, O God, by Your power and Your presence, I pray, in the name
2: of... Jesus and all of God's people said, "Amen." God bless you. We hope to see it tonight. Praise the Lord.